everyone, you are tuned in to another episode of That's My Point, the podcast where I, your host Rani, will delve into the themes and theories that I've collected throughout films, TV shows and documentaries, whilst also suggesting what they may tell us about this crazy and confusing world that we are currently living in, because let's face it, we still know absolutely nothing. So I would like to say thank you so much to everyone who listened to my first episode of That's My Point, or should I say first two episodes that I released. I really appreciate all of the feedback and every single ounce of support that you guys have given me, um, all of the exposure, I really appreciate it. It was really overwhelming and it was really nice to see. Um, yeah, thank you so much for that and for reacting to the video that I released for the trailer quite positively because it took quite a time quite a bit of time to do that one but honestly it motivates me to continue to make this sort of content and to keep posting episodes about the stuff that I like watching really because it seems like you guys seem to like and receive the the sort of stuff that I say well so yeah also can please continue to support us because in future I am planning to make these episodes a bit more creative um I'm planning to take them into different directions and each episode probably will not be the same so if you want to stick around for that please do also to leave any further feedback on what you think about these episodes what you think I can do better etc etc be sure to go to my instagram which is at that's my point pod where I'll be sure to answer your messages and to get back to you as soon as possible anyway In this episode, we'll be diving into the mind-bending film that is I'm Thinking of Ending Things and what it's trying to tell us about time and ageing and how it takes a blunt and harsh look at loneliness. All this and more, but before we do, of course, I need to put out a disclaimer saying that this episode and all the episodes that I'm ever going to do on this podcast contain spoilers. So if you intend on watching this film without knowing a single thing about the plot and you know, delving into it or watching it very soon, then I strongly suggest that you wait until you finish watching it for, well, once or twice, and then come back to listen to this episode, because we'll still be here, don't worry, (laughs) we'll still be here. Also, all the points that I discuss will be a mixture of my own personal opinions, thoughts, and further research that I have done on topics and other things so yeah okay so for everyone who's still here and doesn't care about you know spoilers here's a summary of the plot i'm thinking of ending things is a two hour and 14 thriller horror film adaptation of a book written by ian reed directed by the incredible charlie kaufman we follow an unnamed young woman as she travels with her boyfriend jake to his parents secluded farmhouse and also his childhood home whilst thinking of ending her relationship with him. We soon realise that not everything is as it seems and not everything entirely makes sense. Meanwhile, we also get some mismatched cutaway scenes of the lonely life of a school janitor. And towards the end, all of this begins to make sense as we find out that the major plot twist is that the janitor and Jake are in fact the same person. And we have been watching vicariously for two hours and 14 minutes through the eyes of the janitor or through the imagination of the janitor. Now when it came to this particular film I went in not knowing anything about the plot and I mean anything. I didn't watch a trailer, I didn't read a book, it was one of those ones where I was scrolling through Netflix and thought it was very interesting to watch so I just thought I would watch it for the time being. So I in comparison to 
you went in with different expectations I thought it was going to be some love story some coming of age thing something that was like oh we're on our last road trip together and I'm thinking of ending things when this road trip finishes but boy oh boy I was I was absolutely wrong oh my god I was so clearly wrong I remember as soon as I finished this film that I asked a couple of my friends on my Snapchat story and on my Instagram, has anyone seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix? And so (laughs) for their opinions, they all came back with the exact same thing as I said. And this film at first threw me into a loop of confusion and had me thinking, what the hell was going on more times than I can remember? But by the end of my first watch, I began to understand that there was some deeper meaning to the plot and something that Charlie Kaufman wanted us to figure out for ourselves. And from what I've heard about him as a director and his previous works, he tends to do this quite a lot with his films. So one of the many themes that I got from this film in particular were, like we said, loneliness and the concept of time and aging. It's either towards the end or during the second watch through that we realise that we've been watching for two hours and 14 minutes vicariously through the janitor's imagination of what he wished that his life could have been if it went down a different path. And it was made pretty obvious a few times throughout the film that the female lead character didn't actually exist to begin with as her name, her profession and her outfit choice changed multiple times throughout the film. Additionally, the subtitles refer to her as young woman, which is probably a detail not worth mentioning, but I thought that was very interesting how they did that. And I think someone said at some point that in the credits, she's only credited as young woman and not by any of the names that she's given throughout this 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 film. She's not called Lucy, Louisa, uh, Ames, like these are all the names that she gets called. And instead of calling her any of these names, they just refer to her as young woman. And so from what I can see from a few cutaway scenes of the janitor, or janitor Jake will call him, he lives quite a lonely and boring life. So we're made aware of the fact that janitor Jake has always been this way since it was mentioned by his imaginary mother in his imagination that he hardly had any friends growing up and still had hardly any friends. I mean, we know, we can only assume that he hasn't got any siblings from the fact that we haven't seen any in family photos or mentioned any by the parents or anything. And also when the female lead is walking around and, you know, looking around Jake's old bedroom, the dad reiterates the fact that there's only one bed because, I mean, it's it's made for one person and not two further reinstating that he's been quite lonely for the majority of his life and finally the most solidifying point was the fact that his mum mentioned that hardly anyone celebrated his 50th birthday which didn't add up to me at the time because she was referring to the Jake that we see in his imagination who looks as though he's in his late 20s and early 30s but she might have been accidentally talking about the or there might have been a leak of reality that was put through the mum where she was actually referring to the janitor Jake who is looking as though he's in his late 50s or late 60s he he looks like it looks like it adds up in that sense so this proved to me again that he's been lonely for the majority of his life and it's quite a sad thought really 
he's not really respected in his school either. I mean, he works in a school where hardly anyone respects him and most of them make fun of him or push him around, which could further isolate him. So this would be understandable as to why he would resort to daydreaming and imagining the events that we see throughout the film. And from my understanding, Janitor Jake imagines this stuff because he dwells on the thought of what his life could have been if he went down a different path. And I definitely know for a fact that a lot of us tend to do that or tend to contemplate what our lives could have been if we were born into different situations or circumstances or if we did something different in uh, choice, if we were given a choice, if we went down a different path, you know what I mean? So... The only difference is between us and, or most of us and Jake, is the fact that we know that we don't, we can't dwell on or obsess over this thought for too long as we know that we need to face reality at some point. But in the case of Janitor Jake, he makes these thoughts or he comes up with these thoughts and scenarios as they're all he really has left to look forward to as he's running out of time to change the situation that he's living in for the better. And one of the moments that stood out to me in the car journey was the scene where the female lead, or who we'll refer to as Lucy at this point, because that's the name she's given, uh, she perfectly recites the poem called Bone Dog, which is written by Eva.hd. And she speaks as though she wrote it by herself, And I mean, I'll get more into that, into why that's so significant in the second part that I'll be releasing about this. But um, this poem is supposed to be about, you know, the idea of loneliness and the cheerless attitude toward living a mundane and boring life. And this poem is also an allegory or representation of Janitor Jake's miserable and lonely life. Janitor Jake obviously imagined her saying this for a reason, because like he says himself, it's like he wrote it about me. He hates the fact that he repeatedly has to live the same boring life that he doesn't particularly want for himself, and so unhealthily relies on his imagination to get through these sort of struggles and these periods of boring sort of nothingness. Home doesn't literally have to be interpreted as a house. In fact, coming home could mean coming back to earth or back to reality. And to him, home is awful because he would much rather think about peculiar shapes of certain clouds and silences than face the cold and bitter reality that he's cursed with. Hey there, Rani here, hoping that you've been enjoying the show so far, and if you have, great, we'd love to have you follow us on all of our social media platforms, which is at That's My Point Pod. There you can find updates on when we post next, and also a head start on what we'll be talking about in the next episode. Also, don't be afraid to share your opinions in our DMs and comment sections, as on my Instagram and my Twitter, I like to ask questions on some of the films, TV shows and documentaries that I have watched, just to get an idea of what you guys think about them. I love having conversations on topics like these, as I feel like they really do add to the episodes that I do. And finally, if you have any films, TV shows or documentaries you want for me to review or do a theory scan on, please do let me know in my DMs because I will be checking them and I will be answering them. This has been a short break and now on with the rest of the show. My first thought after or before watching this film, 
a little and a little into it I should say is that it had me thinking what does she mean by wanting to end things as the phrase in my opinion was quite vague and this obvious answer and the obvious answer to this question would be that the female lead wants to end her relationship with Jake but a part of me wasn't satisfied with that answer so I did a little bit of thinking and decided to split my interpretations into layers so follow me. Okay, so layer one includes the obvious answer that Lucy wants to end things with Jake and wants to end her relationship with him so that they can go their separate ways because she feels like it's not, you know, working or they're not getting anywhere with their relationship. But if we go a bit deeper, level two includes from the idea that Lucy is a fragment of Jake's imagination and daydreams, he's thinking of ending things with them or she's thinking of ending things with them because they're unable to sustain themselves any longer as we get into our layer three which is where Jake the janitor is ending things with himself meaning that his life is nearing the end so these dreams or these daydreams and imaginations are unable to sustain themselves because he's slowly approaching the last few minutes or last few hours or seconds or days of his life And with these layers bared in mind, it makes what she was speaking about near the beginning of the car journey more interesting, particularly where she highlights that although she knows that it's the best cause of action to end things with him, she suggests that it's basic physics that people stay in unhealthy relationships because getting out of them takes time and effort. People stay in relationships past the expiration date, which she says is Newton's first law of emotion. And applying this quote to the layers, for Jake, he's possibly aware of the fact that these imaginations or daydreams are unhealthy and that he should probably let them go. However, knowing his circumstances and judging by the fact that every time the female lead or Lucy tries to suggest ending things with him, he completely changes the subject, it's clear to me that he doesn't necessarily want to. He says, sometimes people don't see the good things you do when like you're alone which sounds to me like janitor jake craves a deep level of intimacy recognition and closeness with someone which he isn't necessarily getting and this is why he doesn't want to leave the false reality that he's created or quote unquote go home but the more he prolongs it the less the world in his mind begins to make sense and this is where the strong wind comes into this time is obviously not kind to anyone it's not at the mercy of anyone it doesn't wait for anyone and so we can definitely see that janitor jake is nearing the end of his life in terms of age so based on the fact that he's very lonely it would give him more time and less effort to imagine a new life for himself in his head i agree with what the female lead says when she says people are points people think that they're points moving through time and in fact that's quite the opposite we're stationary and time passes through us like wind it immediately drew my attention to the wind that we've been hearing throughout this film and that every time we hear it something strange happens or time progresses fairly quickly examples of times where the wind has manipulated things includes after dinner when lucy's name changes from lucy to louisa and her profession changes and multiple times her outfit changes according to what she's called at that point in time and we also see it happen multiple times when the female lead is walking through the house and the parents ages fluctuate from being very old to very young and so on and so forth 
The wind and the progression of time seem to take an, a negative effect on the female lead's memory, as towards the end, she even fails to have any recolle recollection of what her boyfriend lo even looks like. And it is quite sad to see that she mixes up how they met and where what he even looks like or just just all of this sort of stuff and this definitely is a nod towards the idea of time having a negative effect on how much the brain can remember certain details about someone and specifically a nod towards medical conditions such as dementia and alzheimer's now this isn't the first time that we've been introduced to the harsh aspect of aging since the father earlier on seems to exhibit the medical condition of dementia and alzheimer's and this was correctly pointed out by you know the female lead who we'll call lucy and there are there's something very upsetting about her forgetting what jake looks like when speaking to janitor jake as the idea of the majority of or going the majority of your life and knowing a fair amount of detail about someone but then slowly losing control of how much your memory is able to retain this sort of information over time it's it's frightening it's the way that charlie kaufman doesn't shy away from the harsh reality or harshly presenting the ideas of loneliness and us being at the mercy of time is what makes this film so unsettling to watch just like janitor jake kaufman has forced us to face the facts that unlike how other films and sources of media try to portray that there's always a silver lining when it comes to difficult subjects like this in reality, there isn't always a happy ending. And quite sadly, in Jake's case, it seems like it's not a happy ending for him as he ends up presumably dying from either a heart attack or from something else. I'm not too sure, but I can presume that it's a heart attack. In the next part of this conversation, which will be released very soon, so please bear with me, I'll be going into more detail about how Charlie Kaufman explores how the media sources that we consume every day and everyday things like the opinions of others tend to have a negative influence on how we as humans perceive the world as well as how janitor jake and his use of imagination might teach us something about the power of the brain and until then thank you so much for listening to this episode i really appreciate it and let me know what you thought by going to my instagram which is at that's my point pod also, you can go to my Twitter to let me know what you think as well, which is at the same name. So because, you know, if you don't feel like going to Instagram, you can go to my Twitter. Were my theories and my explanations too far fetched or do you agree with all of my points? Don't be shy to start a conversation as I really enjoy having conversations about the things that I like watching. So until then, until the second part, I'll be seeing you then. So bye bye.